Welcome to the X plus one podcast, where we meet you where you are with Jesus Christ and seek to take you one step closer to him. I'm your host, Luke Metzler, and welcome to another episode of The Battle. I haven't released an episode of The Battle in a while, but I want to continue doing so as I believe the Lord puts it on my heart. Today, I want to talk about the fear of man. The fear of man is paralyzing. It is imprisoning. It is a snare. The fear of man is the fear of people. It is the fear of what you think about you, what other people think about you, or what they have to say about you. For example, with social media, maybe you are concerned with your perception to people and what they think of you, so you obsess over how many likes a post gets or how many comments you receive. Maybe you find your worth solely in the opinions of your friends or your family and what they say about you and how they feel about you. Maybe you are consumed with how you look and you're fearful of what people think of you in that way. Does so-and-so find me attractive? Do my friends like my outfit? Is my acne going to make people think that I'm ugly? And so on and so forth. The fear of man that I'm talking about today includes the fear of rejection. And maybe you struggle with this. Maybe you are worried that your friends will figure out who you truly are. A broken person who, quote-unquote, isn't good enough for them. And that they will reject you. Or that guy or that girl that you have a crush on will reject you if you tell them how you feel. Or that person who is on your heart to share the good news of Jesus Christ with will reject you and hate you for sharing with them. Lastly, the fear of man is not excluding of you. Many of us are our biggest critics. Many of us struggle with our opinion of ourselves, either thinking too highly or too lowly of us. The fear of man is a rampant spiritual disease that is formed due to the world of constant connection that we live in. You can't escape people. And you certainly cannot escape yourself. I truly, truly believe to some extent we all struggle with the fear of man, myself included. I'm actually making this podcast because I've learned over the past six months that this is my greatest fear. I really struggle with the opinions of other people and my opinion of myself. And I think that I can encourage many of you today through God's word because I think I'm the last person many of you would suspect to struggle from the fear of man. I'm the Friday mood guy, the one who dances to Disney music and uploads it without any hesitation. I'm the bold guy who at times can come across as too overbearing with the gospel. I'm too bold. I may be viewed by many of you as someone who just lets it fly, whether that be on social media or in-person interactions. I seem like someone who is free from the fear of man. But I'm not. I struggle with this battle every single day. But what I will say is that because of God, I'm not limited by my fear of man. And I want to point you toward that today. So, I want you to close your eyes for a second. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine yourself free from the opinion of man, free from the opinion of self. What would true freedom for you look like? Would you no longer care about how people think you look or how many likes you got on Instagram? Would you not care about what people say about you? Would you be bolder in meeting new people? Would you stop worrying about the acne on your face? Would you stop drinking to fit in with your friends? Would you be so free as to be willing to share the worst things you've ever done in your life with someone you're close with? Would you be willing to share that deep, dark secret of yours? What would your life look like if your own opinion of yourself didn't carry any weight? What would true freedom for you look like? What would full freedom from the world through a relationship with Jesus Christ look like for you? 
Okay, open your eyes if you haven't already. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever you just imagined, I'm telling you that version of you is possible. With Christ and only with Christ, it is possible. And if you were to achieve that version of yourself to have full freedom from the opinions of the world and of yourself, that would completely, completely change your joy, your love, and the way that you carry yourself. Proverbs 29, 25 says that the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. The fear of man lays a snare. That means that when we are fearful of people, we trap ourselves. A snare is a trap. We become imprisoned. We become immobile. We become paralyzed. Again, if you battle with fear of man, you should be able to relate to that verse. I know I can. I have let my fear of people hold me back from sharing the gospel and making new friends. The fear has been a trap. Thoughts like, what if they think of me differently? Or what if I lose this friendship? Correlate with this. I've also let my opinion of me disallow me from stepping into plans that God has for my life. For example, for a long time I did not share my faith because I claimed that I did not know enough and that God could not use me. I also did not start this podcast for a long time because I felt like I'd be a hypocrite. I've had thoughts like, what if people learn who you really are with a broken, sinful hypocrite as the answer? Now I say these things in hopes that you can relate with me. The fear of man is a snare. It truly is paralyzing. But there's hope because whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. That is the short, honest answer to winning the battle with the fear of man. You need to place trust in God. And this is because the fear of man is rooted in thinking too highly of man and too little of God. So when we put God in his rightful place in our lives as Lord and Savior, and when we trust in him, we can be safe from the fear of man. God wants us to trust him. The fear of man cannot exist in a climate of complete trust in God. I'll say that again. The fear of man cannot exist in a climate of complete trust in God. God wants us. He wants you to have peace through your trust in him. Isaiah 26, 3 says that God keeps in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him because they trust in him. God delights, he delights in vindicating the trust of his people. The more we trust him, the more apt he is to reveal himself to us and to show himself through us. Sounds great, right? But you might be wondering, how exactly do we do this? Well, I'll tell you one practical way that we can do this is through memorization of the word of God. Francis Chan, someone who I admire because of his amazing love for Jesus, once asked his congregation in a sermon if they had been memorizing scripture to combat the sin they had been struggling with. At the time, my personal answer was no. But I love the idea. The best way we combat every sin and every struggle in our life is with scripture. So let's look at some awesome verses that encourage us not to be fearful of man. Firstly, we know from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. This verse is vital. It is so important as it reminds us, fear is not from God. That means the fear of man that I've been describing the past few minutes is of the flesh or from the enemy. It is not from God. Just like weeds in a garden, 
You don't get rid of them by getting rid of what's visible on the surface. You need to remove the root. So if the root of fear of man is not God, if God does not give us a spirit of fear, and we know that that fear of man is rooted in the flesh and the enemy, we quite simply need to uproot that and become rooted with thoughts fixated on God, who he is and what he means to us. Now, this can be seen in Scripture in Isaiah chapter 51, a chapter that theologians believe was directed at those in captivity in Babylon as a form of encouragement and a reminder of who God is and what he promised to do. God says himself in verse 12 that I, I am he who comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid of man who dies, of the son of man who is made like grass? I absolutely love that verse. It reminds me, it reminds you that God is our comforter. No one else. We ought to find comfort in no one thing or person outside of God. He is in control. This verse has helped me immensely with the fear of man because I am so forgetful. And I easily forget that God is my comforter and that I should find peace in him. This verse alone puts God in his rightful place in my life as the one who brings me comfort and affirmation, and it removes my opinion of me or others' opinions of me from a position of authority over my identity in my life. I think the fear of man is largely founded on forgetfulness of who God is. That's why I said it's thinking too highly of man and too little of God. We just forget how big our God is and how much he loves us. And when we are reminded of God and how much he cares for us, we don't care so much about what others have to say, think, or feel about us. So to combat my forgetfulness of who God is to me, what I've done is whatever I'm at a point in time or a moment where I'm losing ground to my fear of man, I remind myself of this verse in my head, Isaiah 51, 12, and it brings me peace. It relieves me of my fear of man. And I believe it can do the same for you. Now, earlier in that chapter, in verse 7, God says, Listen to me, you who know righteousness, that is, people who follow God, the people in whose heart is my law, fear not the reproach of man, nor be dismayed at their revelings. So for those of you listening to me who are fearful of the opinions of people, take hold of this verse. God says very plainly for us in this verse not to be afraid of the reproach of people, which is their disapproval, or to be dismayed or discouraged at their revelings. That word revelings means to be heavily critiqued. So God is saying, do not be afraid of what people have to say about you or what they may say to you. He is saying, don't worry if they disapprove of you or if they critique you as long as you are following God. And why exactly should we not be fearful of the critiques of men or their disapproval? Well, God goes on in verse 8 to say that the moth will eat those people up like a garment and the worm will eat them like wool but my righteousness will be forever and my salvation to all generations. In other words, for those people that choose to make fun of you, for the people that choose to critique you, the people who disapprove of you in your walk with God, the people that you are afraid about because they seek to harm you, whether that's physically, mentally, or emotionally, God is saying, don't worry, I got you. I'll take care of them. You just keep focused on following me. Remember, God wants you to trust him. The fear of man cannot exist in a climate of complete trust in God. Now, someone in the Bible who dealt with great fear of man was David. 
And in the Psalms, David seems to always first remind himself of who God is and then derive his confidence from that. Just like what I've been saying in this episode, it's as if his perspective changes after he is reminded of how great God is. He loses his fear of man when he puts God in his proper light. There is no greater example of this than in Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3, where David says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. Look at each verse. David reminds himself that God is the light of his life and his salvation. And because of that, he's like, whom shall I fear? He recognizes that because he is saved by God, he has no reason to be fearful of man. You, my friend, are no exception. Then David reminds himself that the Lord is the stronghold of his life. And because of that, he's like, man, of whom shall I be afraid? Again, David recognizes that because God is the foundation for his life, he has no reason to be afraid of people in whom David is not founded on. If God is the foundation for your life, the basis behind your every action, you have no reason to be afraid of people. Then David says that though people seek to harm his life, it is they who stumble and fall. And he says even though tremendous opposition is in front of him, his heart will not fear. Why? Because of who God is. And though people make war with David, he remains confident. Again, why? Because he is rooted in who God is. His confidence is not in himself, but in the Lord. David knew this and never lost sight of where his help came from. Your confidence becomes arrogance when it is placed in anything outside of Christ. And arrogance is not limited to overconfidence either. You can be arrogant by thinking too lowly of yourself as well. It is just as easy to be proud in rags as it is in Gucci robes. That is why it is so important we put God in his proper place in our hearts to overcome the fear of man. He is our comforter. He is our light. He is our salvation. He is our stronghold. He is the one whose opinion matters. He is the ultimate say over us. And he says that you are forgiven and that you are loved by him. In light of these things, we have no room to be bothered or dismayed at the thoughts of self or the actions and words of people. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, that with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. I love these verses because most of us, if not all of us, are our biggest critics. You see, if we could have a proper viewpoint of God like David and a proper viewpoint of self like Paul, we would have complete freedom from the fear of man. In Tim Keller's book, Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness, he writes that Paul is basically saying in those verses, I don't care what you think about me because I don't care what I think about me. That's so, so powerful when applied to your life. What I've learned regarding my fear of man is that I'm at the helm. I'm at the center. I'm my biggest critic. I care too much about what I think of me. But I promise you from my personal testimony that the sooner you can take Paul's mindset, the one that says, I don't care what you think of me and I also don't care what I think of me. The one that says, 
I have a low opinion of your opinion of me, and I also have a low opinion of my opinion of me. The sooner you'll be able to find full freedom in Christ from the, freedom, from the fear of man. You'll be able to become that version of you that you envisioned earlier. At the end of the day, if you did not care what you thought of you, you would not really care at all what other people thought of you. Again, when you have the right perspective of yourself in light of God, when you trust him and you recognize that what you think of yourself really doesn't matter and only what God has to say about you does, you're safe and you're completely free. You're free to dance on Instagram for a Friday mood, regardless of how cringy it is and regardless of what people have to say about it. You're free from this noun called embarrassment because you no longer associate your feelings and your attitude with your self-consciousness and what it says about you or what others say about you. You're free to have fullness of joy in the presence of God because the acne on your face or the amount of riz that you have no longer defines you. You no longer care about how many people find you attractive because you understand that you were fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Most importantly, you're free to share the gospel with people. The rejection and the awkwardness that could come with it no longer impacts you. In fact, you are compelled even more to share the freedom that you have in hopes of others having it as well. Now, this is not easy to do. And you will have to fight for it. The enemy is not just going to hand freedom over to you. He wants you to live paralyzed by the fear of man. He wants you to live captive by the chains of your opinion of you or the opinions of others. But freedom is possible in Christ. As hard as it may be, because it is, you find more and more freedom the more you lose yourself. When you lose yourself in finding God, you no longer compare yourself to others. The more you're willing to fight for God's opinion of you to be prevalent in your life and not the opinions of others and not even your opinion of you, the easier it becomes for the fear of man to lose prominence. When God's opinion of you becomes all that you care about, the fear of man flies out the window and ceases to exist. The fear of man cannot and will not exist in a climate of complete trust in God and what he says about you. I love you all. God bless.